And we are back again. Welcome into a very special episode of The Early Edge. And with the Super Bowl just days away live on CBS, so many of you out there in the sports betting world are looking for all the fun, different ways that you can bet on the Super Bowl. And so we thought we'd have a very fun, special episode. And of course, I got to have my man, the maestro, Larry Hartstein, to join me. So, Larry, let's bring in real quick. There are so many, hundreds of ways to bet on the Super Bowl. And I know you've been getting ready for our guest today. How are you? I'm doing great. Let's do it. All right. This man has a brand new book out called You Can't Lose Them All. He's one of the great personalities in all of America, certainly in sports betting. Let's bring him in. Certainly Cousin Sal right now. Cousin Sal, welcome to the show. And I know you've got to be ramped up and ready for the Super Bowl. But I want to first ask you about your new book. There was a story in there about um, seventh grade rec league fixing basketball games. <laughs> you got to tell me that story and also what you want people to get out of this new book for you. I wonder if the statute of limitations is run on this seventh grade. <laughs> it's been a, a, so. a long time since then. Uh, wow. So yeah, my book, uh, you can't lose them all. I talk about my betting days in college and up until now. And I think rock bottom for me was with me and my degenerate friend, Harry, we had lost a lot of money and we didn't even have enough money to make it to the NCAA tournament. We lost in a conference championship game, South Alabama against old dominion. So we're down hundreds of dollars, which might as well have been millions because we didn't have it, but the local bookie liked us. And he also happened to run the uh, rec league in town where, as you said, 13 year old um, boys basketball took place. And he said, Harry and I could referee at $6 a game. We could work off our debt. We'd probably still be working it off today because at that rate, but uh, we couldn't leave well enough alone and appreciate it. Harry and I then became bored and started betting each other on the games, which manifested itself in some really horrible refereeing. And we would call like phantom travels and blocks and turnovers and the kids were getting mad and the parents were getting mad. And oftentimes they followed us out of the gym um, and, uh, and they could follow us as long as they wanted to because we didn't have a car. We were just walking to our apartment. So eventually the bookie is like, hey, this ain't working out. You guys are going to have to get a, a, a shift at the dining hall or something to pay back with that. And uh, so be it. So that's what that was. Hey, Sal, uh, moving on to a little bit bigger game uh, we've got coming up this Sunday. Who do you like? Is it bigger? I guess, I mean, you haven't seen the local record. No. Um, <clears throat> you know, normally I would hold my opinion to the end of the week, but I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks last week, and I kind of like them this week. And if it goes to three and a half, uh, I, I'm really going to back them here. And, um, you know, I, recency bias is, is a big uh, problem in, for sports gamblers. So you like the Chiefs. You love what you saw in their offense. But people convince themselves, like, this offense has been scoring 45 points all year, and it's not the case. Eight out of 18 games, they were in the 20s. And I think this Bucks defense is playing well enough. They're quick. They got all the guys back uh, at the right time. They could create some trouble from Patrick Mahomes. It's not going to be Kelsey and, and Hill doing their thing all game. They can keep them in the mid-20s. I think catching three and a half is a good number, and it doesn't even become about Tom Brady at that point. Mm -hmm. And that 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 hook just is just, just yeah. it's like a light right now, that three and a half. And, and to back you up, the Chiefs hadn't covered before last Sunday since like week eight. It had right. been forever since they had won by a game by more than six points. But also one of the things – Sal, that the Super Bowl is all about is props and all the hundreds of props. Have you had a chance to look at uh, what's been offered and have you seen something that you like so far? I have. There's a bunch out there and I like, uh, well, actually, they have like props on how uh, the uh, uh, Fandle has like the ball hitting the crossbar 
and the uh, and the uprights. You could get like three to one odds on that. You got two like shaky kickers here, so that could end up hitting. Um, I like either quarterback for MVP. I think that's boring boring to take, but you're getting like a sixty cent uh, value on that versus just taking the team. I don't see like Hill or Kelsey getting MVP. I, I really think it goes to Mahomes and for Tampa Bay, anyone other than Brady has to be a defensive player. But um, let's see. Uh, Fourth down conversions. It seems I love like, that one. It seems like, yeah, I'm going no here. I know you like, yeah, the yes is minus 430. It's only happened in three of the last eight Super Bowls. If I can get three to one odds on that, I would go for it. And then the other, only other one I would, I would say uh, I love is a tie at halftime and the Chiefs to win the game at 17 to one and a tie at halftime and the Bucks to win the game at 20 to one. Take both of those. Game was tied at halftime last year, San Francisco, Kansas City. We've had Rams, New England's 3-0, Patriots, Giants. It's always kind of close, always kind of low scoring, always slow going. So if you can just get to the tie in the first half, you're a winner if you take both. And how about your annual Gary Russell prop bet, uh, <laughs> obscure stealer? You could tell the story for our listeners. I gave it out on Simmons yesterday. Yeah, I uh, typically take an unknown player, not a, a relatively unknown player, and I uh, jump on his prop. And I've taken Henry Hanoski in the past, the Giants fullback. Gary Russell is what started. It was a second bat, a second uh, uh, string running back. I said he would not score a touchdown for the Steelers. Um, it was minus 150. And not only did he score a touchdown, he scored the first touchdown. And they gave him three shots at the goal line before he actually got the touchdown. And as a result, um, a man and a woman were at a Super Bowl party. Gary Russell scores. They both start laughing from across the room, and they talk like, hey, what, what are you laughing about? Like, well, Cousin Sal gave it out on the pie. Like, yeah, that's what I'm laughing about. That They since got married. They didn't know each other before that day, and Gary Russell and my dumb prop brought them together. This week, this year, Ricky Seals-Jones, 70-1 to 1 odds to get the last reception for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, maybe in mop-up fashion. I don't know how it happens, but 70-1 to 1, I'm taking on that one. Have you ever had so many different prop bets that because this happens to me sometimes where I'll make this bet, this bet, and then I realize that it would have to be a perfect yeah. scenario <laughs> for me to make money. Have, have you ever ran into that problem? I do. I look at it and you know, I not to be gross, but I spend hours on the toilet this week. It's like <laughs> reading the, the cheesecake factory menu, right? Because there's now hundreds and hundreds of props. Yeah. All the books try to outdo each other, and you're you're exactly right. I come up with it and I'm like, Oh my God! I need like, I need like the the Chiefs to win by two and Mahomes to have 750 yards passing for me to actually uh, have my head above water here. So yeah, you don't want to drown yourself in uh, in props, but uh, but again, it's the last game of the year, right? Like you have to bet if you have one more roll of roulette, are you going to put it all on black or red, or are you going to sprinkle it out? Like I like having a lot on everything, and especially with being uh, the last four quarters we're up against. Do people come up to you and, and tell you their bad beat stories? And what is your biggest or worst bad beat? Oh man, there are so. I mean, this is uh, it, it, it's a like you wouldn't you wouldn't ask Robert Downey Jr. what's the worst crack den you were in, right? But people feel like they 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 love asking me this question, and it's it's fine. Um, there are so many. I would say it's always a dumb thing like a hot dog eating contest. I met. I bet. Um, you can't bet Joey Chestnut because he's a prohibitive favorite. You got to bet like $10 to win a dollar. So I bet over, I bet under 72 and a half hot dogs consumed by Joey Chestnut. And ESPN showed that he had 60 
with a minute left and ended with 64. I was like, great, I win. They interview him, the idiot carnival barker guy with the hat, interviews him after the pig fest and says, 64, not your best, but enough to beat the competition. Congratulations. And he's like, actually, they missed a plate. I had 74. And they're like, 74, a new record. Congratulations. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. We're, we're just going to take his word for it. That, that's it. That's how this goes. Steph Curry could say he had 40 points instead of 30 when he's talking to Doris Burke. And, and then there's a game seven as a result. So they didn't look into this. They didn't, they didn't manage it. That's probably my lot worst loss when I was actually given a win and then taken away from me. When you look at now with Mahomes and Brady, and you could argue that in our lifetime, the, these will be the two biggest stars yeah. that the NFL will, will ever have. What do you think the odds would be if Mahomes wins on Sunday? Because yeah. six seems like unattainable. What do you think the odds will be that Mahomes can catch Brady in the Super Bowls? And I'm sure books are going to have it. Just catch him as, in terms of the six or in terms yeah. of being labeled the greatest? Yeah, yeah. Just getting to the six. Like, it's yeah. tough because when he signed that, what, 10-year deal, they had over-under. Some books had over-under at two uh, Super Bowls that he's going to win in that 10-year stretch. And that, like you said, that, doesn't, that puts him halfway there. It's insane that he has to. But because he's such a gifted specimen, I think he'll be in the con conversation if he has three or four. Because he dazzles you, right? He plays three sports at once. He's a point guard. Obviously, he's a quarterback. And he's a baseball player, just like his old man, slinging like a shortstop, starting a double play, um, you know, underhanding the ball to Kelsey at the two. So he's so much fun to watch. He plays Harlem Globetrotter-style offense that I think if he got to four, he'd be in the conversation of the greatest ever. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. He needs this one to get it going, right? Let me ask you this because I know we're up against it and we got to let you go. But it's it, it, the thing we love about here at Sportsline and the Early Edge is where sports gambling and sports betting has gotten to. You know, when when all of us started, we're all kind of around the same age. It was that you know you show up on the corner every Tuesday and pay a guy. And now, could you have ever imagined, Sal, that you would be one of the voices of sports betting in America and that sports betting would be where it's at right now? I mean, I hope for it, but I didn't imagine it would happen anytime soon, right? I mean, you're exactly right. There's a stigma attached to it. And I have my Extra Points podcast network. I try to get ex-athletes who gamble, and it's hard. There are a ton of them. They're out there. They just don't want to admit it yet because New York, California, uh, Texas, uh, Florida, four giant states, still not legal, right? Um, little by little, it's becoming more kosher. I I, I I liken it to my cousin's uh, cousin Jimmy's talk show before marijuana became legal in California. Who were the punchlines? Willie Nelson, Woody Harrelson, Sarah Silverman. Now every second or third guest wants to talk about vaping in their yard. So as soon as it becomes legal, as soon as the stigma is uh, no longer attached, we'll, we'll be free of that. And uh, I think we're trending in the right direction for sure. Quick, quickly, where can people get all your picks this week? Uh, go to extrapoints.com, uh, listen to the Extra Points podcast network, and uh, yeah, we'll have all the props on Against All Odds podcast, and we're going to try to hit them all. I know there's like a thousand of them, but I'd like to hit them all if I can. And the new book is You Can't Lose Them All. Also, uh, Tales of a Degenerate, if you really like reading. Uh, Cousin Sal, love watching you on TV. Thank you for joining us, and uh, good luck this week at the Super Bowl. I appreciate it. Good luck to you guys.